0: Right, morning, second day, I think it's, is it the 15th today? Mm-hmm. the day? Um, we should be doing The Secret Place, but goodness knows where we will go. And I just really wanted to start uh, by reading something from uh, Max Lucado's book, In the Grip of Grace, You Can't b- Fall Beyond His Love. And this is the introduction, always makes me laugh, so it may relate to someone. My only qualification for writing a book on grace is the clothing I wear. Let me explain. For years I owned an elegant suit complete with coat, trousers, even a hat. I considered myself quite dapper in the outfit and was confident others agreed. The pants were cut from the cloth of my good works. Sturdy fabrics of deeds done and projects completed. Some studies here, some sermons there. Many people complimented my trousers and I confess I tended to hitch them up in public so people would notice them. <laughs> the coat was equally impressive. It was woven together from my convictions. Each day I dressed myself in deep feelings of religious fervour. My emotions were quite strong, so strong in fact that I was often asked to model my cloak of zeal in public gatherings to inspire others. Of course I was happy to comply. Whilst there I'd also display my hat. A feathered cap of knowledge formed with my own hands from the fabric of personal opinion, I wore it proudly. Surely God is impressed with my garments, I often thought. Occasionally I strutted into his presence so he compliments the self tailored wear. He never spoke. His silence must mean admiration, I convinced myself. But then my wardrobe began to suffer. The fabric of my trousers grew thin, my best work started coming unstitched, I began leaving more undone than done, and what little I did was nothing to boast about. No problem, I thought I'll work harder. But working harder was a problem, there was a hole in my coat of convictions. My resolve was threadbare, a cold wind cut into my chest. I reached up to pull my hat down firmly, and the brim ripped off in my hands. Over a period of a few months, my wardrobe of self-righteousness completely unravelled. I went from tailored gentleman's apparel to beggar's rags. Fearful that God might be angry at my tattered suit, I did my best to stitch it together and cover my mistakes. But the cloth was so worn, and the wind was so icy, I gave up. I went back to God. Where else could I go? On a wintry Thursday afternoon I stepped into his presence, not for applause, but for warmth. My prayer was feeble. I feel naked. You are, and you have been for a long time. What he did next I'll never forget. I have something to give you, he said. He gently removed the remaining threads and then picked up a robe, a regal robe, the clothing of his own goodness. He wrapped it round my shoulders. His words to me were tender. My son, you are now clothed with Christ. Though I'd sung the hymn a thousand times, I finally understood it, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. I have a hunch that some of you know what I'm talking about. You're wearing a handmade robe, wardrobe yourself you've sewn your garments and you're sporting your religious deeds and already you've noticed a tear in the fabric. Before you start stitching yourself together I'd like to share some thoughts with you on the greatest discovery of my life, the grace of God. I just felt this morning that that was going to hit someone's spot goodnard and just always and the back of it, it says, can anything separate us from the love Christ has for us? That's the question. Did I drift too far, wait too long, slip too much? Did I outsin the love of God? And the answer is found in one of life's sweetest words, grace. So this is all about, it's a trip through the epistle to the Romans, but the, the front of it is just absolutely wonderful. And uh, Sarah wrote this the other day. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, where the riches of God cannot supply your needs. Where the power of God cannot endow you. The will of God will never take you, where the Spirit of God cannot work through you, where the wisdom of God cannot teach you, where the arms of God cannot protect you, where the hands of God cannot mould you. The will of God will never take you, where the love of God cannot enfold you, where the mercies of God cannot sustain you, where the peace of God cannot calm your fears, where the authority of God cannot overrule for you. The will of God can never take you, where the comfort of God cannot dry your tears, where the word of God cannot feed you, where the miracles of God cannot be done for you, where the omnipresence of God cannot find you. Everything happens for a purpose. We may not see the wisdom of it all now, but trust and believe in the Lord that everything is for the best. Amen.
1: It's weird. Hold on to it. It's not weird, it's God. <laughs> The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not hold. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still wall. in righteousness for his name's sake. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall fall
0: received was a real blessing from Leneve who's with us for those of you listening on CD um, something remarkable is happening here and we are just uh, knowing the presence of God Mm. okay two things came to me when Leneve was singing and when um, well she was singing one was that God spoke to me and said I'm calling you into servant leadership and that means that you you serve the sheep you know your sheep so you come up alongside them and you find out what's wrong with them and you look after your sheep so there is an element of leadership in it but it's mainly servanthood Jesus washed the disciples' feet and they were outraged. Peter says, not only my feet, but all of me. But he was just making a paradigm for how he intended us to be. If we're in leadership, we are there to serve you. We are not there to lord it over you and tell you how high to jump. That gives you the totally... It just puts the whole thing out of kilter. But the other thing that... sorry.
1: That's yes, gone, please. I to say. Yes. When you're saying leadership, leadership. Keep leadership. 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 <laughs> leadership. Leadership. Just after I saw the song, <laughs> there was some sheep in the valley, in the ditch, and they're like, ah! Oh, wow! <laughs> oh, oh. And Jesus <laughs> slid down the side of the bank, <laughs> <da-da>, <laughs> like, I'm going to go and get my sheep. Yes. And they were like, really happy, and he brought them up. Yes. But he was, and I just felt like he was saying that the sheep. We we can do. We are with him in the sliding. Yes, and he actually enjoyed. I don't
0: know. He just enjoyed going down and rescuing. Yeah, yeah. And that we can go down and and rescue with him. It's like he did it, but we were it as well. Yeah. And but yet we were the sheep. Yeah, too. that's right. So it's like my classic picture I had once day. Uh, it, it was it was lovely that uh, I've sat in the crook of the Lord's arm. It was this arm actually. I'm and I'm, I'm looking out like you know. He's got his arm round me like this and all I can see is his profile beard. See him looking straight ahead, field full of sheep. I'm sitting there looking up at him. And I'm looking at these poor little sheep in the field there. And he's staring steadfastly ahead. So I looked up to him and I said, Is there anything at all that I can do to help? He didn't say anything, he just kept looking straight forward. So I looked at the sheep and I looked at my feet and I thought... I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he never said a word. He waited for a penny to drop them. <laughs> okay, but it was this profile. I can see it now. Strong chin, beard, you know. Eyes steadfastly forward, keeping his eye on his flock. But the other thing that came to me was, and you all know this one, man with coat on. And they want to get the coat off the man so the wind says, I'll come. North wind says, I'll come, I'll blow, I'll get the coat off him. So he blows and the man just draws his coat tighter than ever. So the sun says, let me have a go. So the sun comes out and he shines with all his might. Off off comes the coat. Principle being, you know, the coat, whatever it is, will only come off through the love of God. It's the warmth of the love of God that will cause the person that God is trying to get at to take their coat off and let him get there. No amount of beating them with a stick will do the trick. Mm. Okay, you ended the first lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, he burnt my biscuit this morning. (laughs) I said that to some of the girls. I said, God burnt my biscuit this morning. He just gave me a download that I thought, Ah! I feel he wants me to tell you as best I'm able to tell you. I have turned this picture to one, like, like the picture of Dorian Gray. I've turned it the wrong way. Anybody that knows it will know what that is. It's not nice. oh. <laughs> I said they'll all go, Ooh! <laughs> oh. Now this is not my, this is not my revelation if you see what I mean, but he gave it me through through Bob Mumford, of, of all people, of course, because he's, he's really understands about agape love, and that is the ear of serpent, but what was the revelation to me? And and what I'll try to explain as best I can. I actually typed it up because oh, it's not on here; it's on the laptop. Um, because I thought I've got to type this down. Because if I don't put it down, I won't be able to grasp it, hold it. Many years ago, I was ministering to a lady in Windchime, and as I looked at her, I saw a snake curled up in here. So immediately i jumped to the wrong conclusion and 10 years on god's just shown me the revelation of what it was i'm thinking she, she needs deliverance because there's something sitting in there nice and quietly laid there you know comfortable eros serpent. serpent sitting in there what god showed me this morning was that we are all born with an eros serpent in here what i had seen was what we would call a fallen nature, our flesh, the, the sin nature, you call it what you like, that is what we're up against. And it is self, it seeks to possess, to acquire and to control anything that it puts its object of its love upon. It's virtually got to eat it. It's got to take it in. Homosexuality, what's that? It's got to possess, acquire, control. Is like cannibalism. Is the Eros serpent, come to its fullness. And so every t- whenever we're thinking about the difference, uh, about trying to walk in a different place, as it were, we've got to recognise that in us, when Paul says, in us dwells no good thing, that's in our natural fallen man, he's referring to that, which will always desire to satisfy itself. It will always desire to possess, acquire, and control that which it sets as its object of affection or whatever. And the other thing that he showed me, I think, that burnt my biscuit even more, was why people will say, but they're so kind. They're such lovely people. They're so gentle. Surely they will be in the kingdom. Do Do you see what I'm saying? they will never be in the kingdom because that's coming from him it's coming from the serpent within and I went God like showed me my life and he showed me like you know they say you see it all just before you go (laughs) don't they he showed me all the areas in my fallen life in my Christian walk where I had acted in Eros Mm. and not in Agape and a classic one that I remembered that I still I, I to my shame and I didn't understand it until this morning. When Stephen was very little, you know, he's my adopted son, I loved him to bits. He was just, I just loved him to bits. But when he was playing with another child and he was enjoying himself, I wanted to get him away from it. And I suddenly realised the reason I wanted to get him away from it was because I wasn't... His source, I wanted to possess and control him. I wanted my love to be the thing and me that would be the thing that satisfied him. So if he got interested in something else, my serpent came. I mean, I was horrified, absolutely horrified. Am I making sense Uh, here? I mean, I even at that time, I, I knew it was wrong, what I was, but I did it just the same. I'd, he'd be enjoying himself playing with his mates, and I'd think, That's, no, he's forgotten about me, i got taken take him home. Mm. <laughs> It's just an awful thing to admit. But it's like God has, has, has allowed it so that I could look back to that and think, so he burnt me biscuit. I'm not going to say any more about that, but he just burnt my biscuit with this thing. So when we're talking about... The ex- oh, I go uh, permission granted. There was an exchange that took place at the cross. Full salvation when we sang it this morning is when we recognize that all we're surrendering is that All those things that we hang on to is that. And, and if we hang on to it, it lays eggs. Because I had a lady here, a dear one, and we did a lot of deliverance with her. and we, It took a couple of sessions and eventually she came back. She said, the tail's in there still. She said, but more worry. And she said, there's eggs in there. She drew what God had shown her. See, the jolly thing lays eggs so that you get rid of the main snake thing and it's left all its eggs above. Then we, it's like what do they call that thing that had all the the Medusa. heads? You chipped it off, Medusa. and it's yeah. The night I got saved, Medusa, is it? Medusa. Yeah. I fell on my knees. I was all by myself. The night I got saved, I fell on my knees because I could feel these little snakes in my on my hair down round here. They were just all climbing over my head. That's what I was aware of the moment that of my salvation and then like a, a black curtain went up and I just saw this brilliant light. I had another drink, had another fag and went to bed. <laughs> and not realising what had happened. But we're born with one of those. So we cannot that is what is is the essence of our sin nature. So if we can see it as graphically as that, how much easier it is to say no to the things that we know that are wrong we, the, the exchange at the cross is, is as I've uh, tissue can I have a tissue out the box puts notes down, forget that clothed, thank you in his righteousness alone this is me before I'm saved I'm clothed in his righteousness alone some of you have seen this before so I'm clothed in that and what the what the sanctification process is working that righteousness in like that so that we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that we're covered if you like with a badger skin like the tabernacle in the wilderness the end thing over the top was a badger skin not very attractive at all but it held the glory in we're all (laughs) catching We're all um, covered with badger skin because the glory of God is in here. And the whole of our Christian walk is the war against the old man and activated by Satan himself to stop us actually being able to get that worked into us by the Holy Spirit. That is full salvation. That is full salvation when the fruit of the Spirit comes out of your life effortlessly and we don't have to make anything other than a choice I've seen what is my problem and I do not want it because it consumes us it consumes us to the extent that we get physical outworkings of it you know we will get arthritis, twisted joints because of what is seething around on the inside of us will show itself eventually on the outside but if we see actually what the battle is against and I saw it so clearly this morning was that, I mean, he burnt my biscuit as was his name would say he just burnt my biscuit because I saw it so clearly that goodness, kindness all these things that are manifested from the old nature are absolutely useless they're just... and the exchange that Jesus made for us was he took that lot so all we really have to do every time is to just see him I'm not not having... what he's spawning I'm just not having it. On your belly you will go, and dust will be your food. How long are you going to be lunch for the enemy? Every time you agree with the serpent within, he doesn't stay the same size, he grows bigger and lays a few eggs. Every time you choose to lose your rag, Whatever it is for you, whatever the area is God is pinpointing, if there is something that is right on top for you at the moment, don't despair. It's because God is actually pinpointing that in order to deal with it. So the more right choices we make, the smaller he gets... He just dies, he dies, off. dies off. So do you get to the point eventually where... He's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. And what happens to the eggs that were laid if there are any? don't don't they addle don't ever, they don't ever unless we give them the warmth Mm. Mm. and we curse them nurse them, rehearse them Mm. Mm. well these little snakes will grow I mean I had snakes in my hair because that's what my mind was full of so the more you've got Jesus in you, the less room there is for him so that's what it's, it's displacement so the more space you give the Holy Spirit yes less space I mean I may feel um, all sorts of things like like you know the classic story of the car and the man letting us down and me. I was absolutely ready to slice his head off poor bloke all my old nature which I thought was completely gone rose up and June said to me I'll give you his phone number the story is that we bought the car the trust bought the car They lost the, the people b- lost the cheque so they wouldn't release the car um, this was on the Saturday night I think Ian and Janice no, Martin and Janice always get those two mixed up with Ian and Janice Ross uh, Martin and Janice were here for a meal and the phone rang just as we were sitting down to have a meal and it was saying the, fo- the car is not going to be delivered Because they won't release it. They've lost the cheque. And that's that. Unless they get the money, they won't release the car. I thought, they've had the money and they've lost the cheque. Where is he? (laughs) So I I had the phone in my hand. And I just said to the Holy Spirit, you just better take control of me here. Because I will slaughter this man on the other end of the phone. I just, I know I will. So I dial his number. He answers, And I identify who I am. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, look, it's okay. I heard myself say, it's all right. I'm ringing you to to find out how we can solve this. (laughs) I thought, am I? (laughs) (laughs) And so we talked it through. I said, I can get another check, but I need to cancel the other one. And I need to do this, this and this, but I'll have a check with you by, by middle day. And uh, I said, "Is that?" He said, "I've never, in all twenty years in the business, it's never happened to me." So Monday morning, I spoke to him again, and he said, "I said, how was your weekend?" He said, "Oh, thanks to your phone call, it was fine." Mm -hmm. I thought it could have been so different, and here am I saying we're a Christian charity, da di da di da, and what would I have been behaving like? But God, because. of the the desire in my heart to surrender I don't want this thing Mm. but until this morning I had not realised what it was that we are all born with this jolly thing and of course through childhood through growing up it grows, it feeds you know until there it is and so what it is is Eros love is more than just sexual love It is self-referential love. It's love that's got a hook in it. So it always, you know, um, he quotes. uh, He says, "I heard heard, overheard a conversation. Two men talking, and one man had been talking for about twenty minutes about himself and everything like that." Um, So he suddenly said to the other man, "Oh, I've been talking all about myself." He said, "What about you? Have you read my latest book?" (laughs) 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 He said, "That is eros." with a hook Mm -hmm. it always comes back to me and we're never happy because we never actually get what it is we're trying to hook in because that thing is never satisfied have you ever heard you know uh, a man shoots his wife in a fit of passion and says I did it because I loved her so much no, I wanted to possess her, acquire a controller. Mm. And and I couldn't somehow get inside her and own her. I couldn't do that. So I had to get her out of the way. That was the only way of keeping her for myself. Mm. So that's what consumes you. Consumes though, you. Because your feelings are consumed. All you're doing now. is thinking all the time. All the time. All the time. I mean, you can go for neuro linguistic programming, which I believe um, some churches are into now, NLP, you can go for cognitive behavioural therapy, you can go for all of this, he'll love it, because it's focusing on him. He will love it, It will lap his up, so he can go for years, fattens him up lovely.
1: So
0: our therapy doesn't work? Therapy does not work. he's just
1: going over. Yeah. Giving him attention. Him. It's it's giving him attention. attention. So in
0: the church, the, the 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 thing that started off to set us free, the deliverance ministry, the healing ministry, has become something he can feed himself on. Mm. So, so why well, it's not a case of deliverance because it's part of you. Kind it's of. part of you. So it's that you thing until you change how you are. Until you suddenly recognise, mm. I've flipping got one of those inside. I'm not having that because. Why, because God's holding out something so much better he's holding out full salvation mm. full salvation if you liken it to the tabernacle in the <coughs> wilderness um there was the, it, it, you, it was the the fence around the edge was so high nobody outside could see over, mm. Mm. so you had to come in through one place you are immediately met i think with the laver, or the, the laver or the altar then the laver then the holy place and the most holy place if you liken our Christian walk to that we're inside the gate we may never have actually gone onto to the altar let alone the laver let alone the holy place and the most holy place so we're knocking around if you like on the fringes because nobody's ever actually told us about this bloke because I got to thinking this morning, OK, I've never understood, um, you know, that, that the, the early Christians, they were crucified, they hung sometimes for a fortnight, encouraging one another. I'm thinking, they didn't just have, believe on Jesus and go to heaven when you die. Mm. They had something. They were slaves, a lot of them. They, they died for their faith. What did they have that we haven't got when we get the gospel? We have got, if hold your hats, an Eros gospel. We have got a gospel that feeds him. It's crossless Christianity. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, go to heaven when you die, and don't change a bit and you can enjoy everything else. So he never gets any thinner, and we never get any happier. And we go on in the same way that we've always gone on. Instead of doing a hairpin turn, repenting, that's why that's up there, repent, (coughs) is to change your mind, have another think. (coughs) I used to think like that. uh, What I'm actually speaking out here is the fulfilment of a prophetic word that came over me um, when Ruth and Lola were here, weren't they? I think it was Ruth said, God is going to give you revelation that is going to be like curtain up. And everything you've understood up until now, you will think, what he's showing me is out of sight. And I felt that he said to me, this is going to be your message till you, I call you home.
1: Yeah, this this is
0: the agape road. Who wants to live in a place of jealousy, resentment, bitterness, hatred, argumentativeness, Irritability, never getting it, never really feeling quite right. Who was that? <laughs> who wants it? Who wants to have to, to be concerned all the while about whether they fit or whether they don't fit, whether they're this or whether that? Who, who's being fed? Consuming itself. I mean, we don't want that, do we? The exchange that was made at the cross is new, is old for new. You know, there's insurance policies, isn't there, that you can get, new for old. Mm. So when you you burn down your old one, they'll give you a completely new. Jesus said, let's burn your biscuit and I'll give you a new one. Mm. Put it, burn it. Mm. I'll give you something completely new. And it isn't a revamp of the old. All these other things are trying to patch up the old thing. Mm. Trying to patch it up. Lay it down, have the new one. There's no choice as far as I'm concerned. I want to live in righteousness, peace and joy. I want to live in the fruit of the Spirit. I do not want to live in the fruit of my old nature. It stinks. But I saw it so clearly this morning that I I sat there and I... He burnt me biscuit. And I didn't think I was going to say anything about, about it until he said, just then, okay go on as you understand it right now just share it with them this is raw because i haven't had time to process all i saw was like my even my christian walk how i have hung on to things because why for my benefit because i wasn't in a safe enough place to let them go but now i see hung on to people Things wasn't in a safe enough place. But now, because of the acceleration, there is a divine acceleration going on. God is saying, you can have this today if you like it, right now. I've read much of A.W. Tozer. And he says, one quick decision to put this thing to death can settle it when you could take 20 years. You know, right. it's entirely up to you um, how <coughs> quick you put that thing to death. I actually turned it round the other way last night to this side and I looked at it I thought, nobody is going to want to look at that no, in the morning. It it's thing revolting. Thing. I'm going to turn it round the other <laughs> way. I did not think that actually that we would be dealing with because, I mean, I might as well not have done all the stuff I did <laughs> But the Lord knows what he wants to do. Mm. So you get to choose. And once that choice has been made, that major choice, I do not want to feed that thing anymore. Now I see what has been the cause of my trouble. We can think we are the cause of the trouble. But what is the cause of the trouble is what we're born with. We can do nothing about that. It's it's not our it's not our fault. We're born with it. It's a result of the fall. But we don't have to live with it because we actually have got a new DNA. If you like, we've got a brand new egg, and it's golden. It's the goose that laid the golden egg. So we've got a golden egg in there. Let's hatch that one out. And guess what? It'll look like Jesus. I used to love that story of the, the the old Indian chief and the man said, well, how are you doing with your Christian walk? And he said, well, it's like this. I've got two dogs in me, a black one and a white one. And it depends which one I feed. Same principle, except that this, for me, was so much clearer. And when I, I just could see this lady and I had like X-ray eyes, I could see this snake curled up And um, you can guess the story. I tried deliverance. Nothing happened. Of course it didn't. (laughs) But God seeded that into me then. So that he could show me about ten years later. Oh and by the way you had that one wrong. (laughs) I mean. I feel this morning as though. As though you know how you come. As my my son's first mother-in-law would have said. You come to a park in the road. (laughs) She was. She was, you can that's it, a park, you <laughs> take the right park. So I came to a park in the road this morning, <laughs> <laughs> and I could have gone off that way or that way, you know, and you think, I am going for that. Because it's what, what, um, Bob Mumford calls the Agape road. And uh, I've got lots of stuff upstairs that I haven't yet got into. But just for some reason or other, there I was looking at that this morning. And he gives a a description of what Eros love actually is. um, And also the root of the word. And the root of it is the Greek word porne, Mm. from which we get our word pornography which is totally self-gratification. That thing wants to feed itself all the time. And it feeds on itself. It'll. It's, yeah, eventually it will kill itself, won't it? Which if we stay in the nature that we are born with as human beings, we'll die. But if we actually make the choice to live in the new, we will minister life to absolutely everybody we come into contact with. You smile at the bloke at the bus stop, you you smile, he's got life coming at him. Mm. You just, it's just... For me, I mean, I don't know if it's impacted you like it impacted me. What impacted me most was seeing that the gentleness, the kindness, the goodness, the normal attributes of a human being that's why they're no good because it's very hard to explain to someone when they're not saved and they say but they're so kind they were such good people have you I can't answer you? it <laughs> let me show you an x-ray there's a snake curled up in there and he will lay quietly as soon as he's challenged, though, he be up on his hind legs. And then it all breaks loose. That's the thing that stops us surrendering to God. Because immediately, it's up on his hind legs because he knows he's lost the battle. Because he's is provoked. But I say, Can I say something? Please. Please. I don't want to interrupt. No. It's okay. It, when, you, when you were saying about the battle word battle, I've been hanging on to something I wanted to share for a while, and now I think the word battle is the time to share it. When you're talking about the snake and the, the larvae and the eggs needing to be killed off, yeah. I was reminded of, it sounds funny, I know, but the flea treatment we put on our cat, and it's called Frontline. Front and you put this front line in the neck and it kills off not only the fleas, but the larvae and the eggs. And I thought, we're on the front, it's a front line, there's That's a dividing right. line, and when you yeah. say battle, it ties in, you know, battle, front line. It's a di- clear dividing line. That's it, it, there is. Mm. we're in the battle, aren't we? That's it. And, and on the front can line. you could almost draw a line on the floor and say, that side's my where the Eros serpent is, my old sin nature, my Adamic nature. That side's where the Holy Spirit is. I am siding with the Holy Spirit. Every time you side with the Holy Spirit, that thing loses its power. It's as simple as that. Mm you may be provoked to the nth degree but you say Lord I choose that's all you have to say I choose. and suddenly the grace of God effortlessly pours out of you I mean it's effortless because you can't make any effort because it's not yours it's his it's his nature his divine nature pouring out through you so we don't have to grit our teeth and right do this thing because all that is is effort, and it's just trying to make do a makeover on that thing which won't be made over. Okay, I think what I'd like to give you is now till lunchtime, if that's okay, just go away and have a little mull. Ask the Lord to open it out for you how it applies to you in your life, and oh joy enjoy making the choice because he will just say to you do you want this which is like a festering sore gangrenous stinking or do you want this you know and you make that choice I can guarantee if you really get your will behind that today your lives will be transformed I know because I deal With very difficult people. In fact, God has told me I send you some of the most difficult people. Why? Because it's doing a deep work in me. I get to choose whether I'm going to love or whether I'm going to react from that part of me that's still got a bit of activity in there. And I choose. I actively choose to love. So what comes out? Hopefully, most of the time, <laughs> the love of God has nothing to do with me, because it's His DNA growing in me all the time. Yeah, we slip up. Yeah, we have carnal moments. So we don't get too upset about that. Oh, one the other day. I had a very bad day the other day. Don't need to go there. Can't remember what it was all about now. It's under the blood, as they say in the Pentecostal church, which is true. (laughs) So, beloved, have a wonderful half an hour before lunch with the one who absolutely adores you. Wherever you are, you are not too difficult for him. You're not much of a challenge, as Graham says to me. You're not much of a challenge. Enlist the Holy Spirit. Say, help me with this remember Reese Howells, I will finish with this, the Holy Spirit said to him, if I come in, you go out. And he gave him to six o'clock one evening to make the choice. It's about three minutes to six. And the Holy Spirit said to him, are you having difficulty? And he said, yes, I am. Would you like some help? Yes, please. By six o'clock he made this decision. And the Holy Spirit came in in such a way man was transformed and he was the one whose prayers and the group of, uh, it, Rhys House was an intercessor, you know, don't Welsh. you? Yeah, that's right. Saved, saved Britain during the Second World War. Turned things away from us that we would otherwise have been an occupied country. Anyway, there is nothing but bliss to come if you allow him who is love To consume you and to take you over, not that thing. You don't want to be consumed by that. So, okay.